I think if a consumer knows that this company provides you an opportunity to be an active participant in in preserving the planet with the foods they eat, I think that's where it's that where we where we have to move to. Hi, I'm Zoe. Hi, I'm Erica. Hey, Erica. This is our podcast. Well, what do we do on the podcast? Uh, we talk to wellness experts. Well, what do we talk about? Mm, wellness stuff. And why are we doing this? Because we want to have an inclusive conversation about things that you can actually use and apply to your life. Right. We don't think that wellness should feel preachy. We think it should feel like everybody can participate. That's right. So if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Give us five stars. They're do all free. All of the above. All of the above. And think of us as your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm just finishing up my favorite book. What's your favorite book? My favorite book of all time is The Giving Tree. Oh. All-time fifth, The Giving Tree. It's a good one. It's a good one. Like, I literally read it to my, my little children, my darling children. And I've read it so many times to them. And I swear, I get like choked up every time I, know. I read it. I know. Because the tree just gives and it gives and it gives. That Jill Silverstein <laughs> will really get you. Oh, God, it does. No. Well, I feel like I know where you're going with that little segue. Mm-hmm. I'm setting you up. <laughs> I'm, set- I'm setting us up with a little... There's another tree that likes to give and give and give. And what's that tree, Zoe? The baobab. The baobab. The baobab. We just learned so much about the baobab. She's a beauty. She's big and she's in charge, man. This is another one that just gives and gives. It's in Africa. Oh, her womb is empty. Yes. Uh, anyway, so yes, it's this amazing tree that has been sort of not discovered by, but it is slowly being kind of utilized, I guess we should say, in a new, in a new fun way because of its many health benefits. So this sort of pot, it kind of looks like a cacao pod. Yeah. It's like this hairy cacao pod. Like a shaker. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty powerful. And it's this ingredient that... Or this is this tree that's considered like a lost crop. And this wonderful naturopathic doctor who we just spoke with is on a mission to bring it back. Yeah. Um, Dr. Luke, Dr. Luke Mace and his company, which is Kai Bay, um, which is incredible because they really are doing like, you know, they're creating these products, but also with the intention of giving back to the community and creating a regenerative company out of regenerative crops and paying everything forward in a lot of ways. He's just like a lovely human. I want to give him a little hug. He is. He is. I feel like he's from Belgium. Yeah. There are nice people. They are nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and there's also a beautiful um, video on on their website. Everybody should go check out. I guess we'll include the link or something. But anyway, have a listen. We learned about yet another very impressive and somewhat undiscovered, at least in in, in the Western world, food that we should all be consuming every day. Rewire your microbiome. That's the mission. Wilding. Wilding. What do you say? Rewilding. Rewilding. I love that. Yeah. Anyway. Have fun. All right. Bye. Hey, guys. So you may have figured out by now that Zoe and I are huge fans of functional mushrooms. And that's because their benefits are legit from increasing focus and concentration to helping you sleep and probably most importantly, providing incredible support for your immune system. And yes, that is actual science. You can check it out on our blog at earthandstar.com. But who doesn't need a little bit of extra immune support right now if we're being honest? But anyway, the most important thing for you to know actually is that you have to have these fabulous fungi in your system every day in order to reap the benefits. So Earth and Star, our new brand, is making it as easy as possible for you to get the amazing benefits of functional mushrooms every day. Like if you've got a serious cold brew habit, there's a can for that. If you love your afternoon matcha latte, then we've got you covered there. And if you're not like G-Love and you're not feeling the cold beverages, then how about a totally delicious dark chocolate bar that also helps you increase focus and concentration while satisfying your sweet tooth. And it pairs super well with red wine. So we at Earth and Star have created as many ways as possible to help you elevate your everyday routine. 
because we are not asking you to add another pill or a powder to your very busy schedule of supplements. We just want it to be as easy and absolutely delicious as possible for you to get some mush love into your life. So check us out at earthandstar.com and get 15% off your first order with the code HTW. So officially we are here with Dr. Luke. So you have a fascinating history as a naturopath that has led you to create this very cool brand product mission. Um, and we want to hear all about it. So can you start from the beginning for us? From the beginning? Well, my background is naturopathic medicine. I'm also trained as a chiropractor. I have an extensive background in functional medicine, classical homeopathy, uh, nutrition, traditional botanical medicine. Uh, I've been fortunate to travel the globe to South America, Africa, to learn about the traditional uses of plants. And uh, yeah, I grew up in Belgium. I grew up with this kind of medicine. For me, my children grew up with it, with herbs and, and vitamins and a healthy diet. So for some reason, about 10 years ago, I became totally fascinated with this giant tree that grows in Africa called the baobab tree. And it created an opportunity for me to, to bring what I've been practicing for many years to a bigger public. Uh, baobab tree is an amazing magical tree that produces an amazing fruit with amazing health benefits, which I love to share with you more and more. So yeah, I've gone from practicing in Santa Barbara for the past 25 years to studying plants to now wanting to, to share their benefits with the world. Okay, can we just spell baobab tree Baobab is B-A-O-B-A-B. So baobab means fruit with many seeds. So these giant trees, uh, the baobab tree, they grow in in these arid regions in Africa, in the Sahel. They produce this giant pod. I'd love to show it to you. Uh, I imagine it. I mean, it kind of looks like a cacao pod. Correct. It looks like a cacao, but it's hard. And uh, what's unique about this tree is that the fruits dry on the tree. They turn brown, and that's when they're ready to harvest. So uh, minimal processing, and as a result, we preserve all the nutrition, the magical nutrition of this fruit. Um, But yeah, so the harvest is once a year in West Africa, where we establish a supply chain. Um, uh, So I became totally fascinated with this tree and uh, had to find a way for some reason. I was drawn to go to Africa and connect with this tree. And as a naturopath, I was purely fascinated with the with the nutrition because of its prebiotic uh, benefit. It's rich in polyphenols, it's rich in vitamin C, and the prebiotic fiber is really important for our gut health. So as a naturopath, you know, the gut's the core of our our approach to health. And the tree was sort of um, really the answer for me to help uh, people achieve better health. The fruit's been shown, the ingredients been shown to uh, level blood sugar and also reduce uh, inflammation. Uh, And those are two important elements for me at the core of helping my patients. And this tree or the fruit powder in the the tree sort of answered that question. So can I just ask, so two questions. How did you actually, how did it become known to you in the first place? How did you hear about it? And then also how were the the indigenous communities that you encounter, like how are they using it? Um, and are, were they, has this been kind of part of the practice for a long time or is it something that has not necessarily been a core of the community? Uh, I just want to understand a little bit more of like the actual context of this. Well, the, the trees were initially, as I was purely interested in the nutrition, I became more and more fascinated with the traditional uses and the role the tree plays uh, in these communities. And uh, the baobab has played an important role in communities. Actually, there's a baobab at the center of every single community uh, that we work with. It's the place where they meet. It's the place where they gather, have their their, um, conventions. It's sort of like the church in the middle of their little town. And uh, so the fruit has been used for centuries for both for health and beauty. They use the seeds. They press the seeds for oil, use it for skincare, but also for cooking. So they're using um, the same uses as, as what you were inspired to, to do. Yeah. Correct, but less okay. and less. Less mm-hmm. and less communities are using this tree. As a result, it's considered a lost crop, a natural resource that has lost its 
it's, um, I would say, it's interest by these communities because uh, they feel maybe that the Western Western things are more uh, Western foods packaged in plastic packaging seems more fascinating. So when uh, so that the use of the tree and the fruit has lost its um, its uh, how do you call it, importance. As a result, uh, there's many plants as such as the baobab that are undervalued for their incredible health benefits. So what's beautiful about Kaibe and about the work we're doing, together with my partner, Tom, who's a specialist in agricultural development in Africa, is he has an expertise of working with communities, developing relation, long-term relationships to promote economic development. Um, this natural resource grows in abundance in northern Ghana. And uh, as a result, there's a renewed source of income in a region where poverty is widespread. Right. Yeah. So how, how does it lose its... Um, I, because I imagine for a lot of these communities, you know, you've got this like anchoring crop that provides so much. How does it become a lost crop if... if and I get the sort of allure of all things Western, but with something as, you know, nutritionally dense and sort of giving, and I would imagine cost-effective, isn't it just the, the, the most cost-effective option to get the most bang for your buck? Like, why are they... Why, why is this not like revered? Like, I, I don't know. It's still, that part of it is confusing to me. That's a good question. They still use it in minimal amounts, in minimal cooking. But there's an abundance of trees and there's more fruits than anybody can uh, use on a daily basis growing throughout this arid region where there's minimal agriculture. Yeah, and the use of, of the fruit has drastically reduced over the years. So what you're doing with Kaibe, which is the brand name, Correct. right? is potentially, you know, you're, you're figuring out how to commercialize this product and, and hopefully bring it to the masses and, and make it very accessible and efficient. So part of that is going back to these communities and, and how are they benefiting from that? Or how are you showing them how to, how to do the same? Or how are they participating in that? So, so um, the harvest takes place during the dry season. And the dry season, there's no agriculture. There's no source of income. And by uh, harvesting this uh, fruit during this period, um, it's a new source of income. And uh, so we built a processing center. We became organically certified, which took a year and a half. We developed very close relationships with communities and adding more and more communities every year. Um, And your processing center is in Ghana? Correct. Yeah. So we became organically certified through EcoCert, which takes took also a year and a half to, to map out where we can harvest. So it's very important that we harvest uh, in the wild, away from agriculture, away from homesteads. So we have a purely high quality uh, ingredient. And then that's uh, through a whole network of transportation shipped to a processing center that employs uh, 85% of the people that work there are women. Equal pay. So we wanted to do all right, right from the beginning. And uh, so they now have an added income during a time where there was none. Amazing. It's a, it's, it kind of reminds me of like, I mean, when I think about this product, it's sort of, I see like a weird parallel with quinoa. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you think that they're eventually... But when I think about quinoa, it feels a little bit more exploitative in that it was this sort of like, you know, rare super valuable grain to, you know, like Peruvian grown. And as soon as like Westerners discovered it, we basically, you know, stamped it as the ultimate trendy superfood and then exported it or imported it. And then they no longer had access or the prices went up for them. It just sort of like screwed everything up for them. Is there a similarity or is it quite the opposite? Because you're basically creating jobs for... I mean, because I imagine they also had... Just trying to understand the sort of like regenerative, regenerative uh, yeah. parallel here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand. So the reason why I have Tom Cole on board, who is a specialist in community development, agriculture development, I wanted to make sure that we do it the right way without exploiting and without um, stressing communities. So we've developed relationships in Kenya where the harvest of baobab is at the opposite time of the year. So it is not our intent to overstress and, and reduce the ability for local communities 
to have access to, to this ingredient. Actually, we've shared with them that they need to eat more of it. One thing I really love when we met with the elders the first time, um, they said one, two, two, two things uh, that are important to us for you to work with us. One, I want you to come back every year. And two, I'm always going to leave fruits on that tree for, for me and my family. And um, I felt that was like they knew that the need for, how do you call it, preserving their, their access to, to, to the baobab. So that's why I have somebody on board with Kaibe. I mean, I have my medicinal background and Tom has his, his agricultural uh, expertise because it's important for us, really the transparency, the traceability, and avoid. we want to preserve biodiversity. That's our, our goal. We want to partner with communities to be stewards for the natural resources that grow around them. But we're not there to deplete them. Yeah. It's kind of like also like, um, you know, that granfonio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar thing, right? They, it's sort of like... Well, fonio, that's a, it's, a, it's a grain that's grown. Our, our plants that we work with are wild. That's the difference. So right. in we only look at wild crops that grow in abundance throughout regions of the world where poverty is widespread. So as such, we can preserve biodiversity and promote economic development. And is that component of wild something that will be sustainable as you like grow and as there's more demand? Will, it, will you be able to maintain that, that standard of only accessing wild? Yes, that's yeah. our goal. And if there's only so much, there's only so much. Um, but what I love seeing is that every time we go back every year, uh, communities that now realize that there is value in these natural resources are actually planting them now. And, um, and seeing that there's a future for their children and in this uh, a magical tree that just grows, grows in the middle of their town. And um, uh, so... Oh, we're seeing that there's, uh, on their side, a revaluing of what they have. Otherwise, um, people move away from the regions. A tree gets chopped down for other applications. Um, so they're taking the initiative, initiative as well to preserve what's yeah. there. Um, yeah. And can you talk just a little bit about, just on that note of wild, I mean... You know, like just nutritionally speaking, like what is the nutritional value? What is the difference between something that's wild and farmed? Then this what this is actually what fascinates me, and this was has sort of like the foundation for Kaibe. Uh, wild plants are, I would say, um, untouched. They grow like a like a bottle, like a grapes that grow on a certain terroir. These wild plants are. Um, develop deep roots into the soil, have a deep connection with the organisms and the nutrients that are available, and have developed this, I would say, in, inner wisdom to adapt and grow and concentrate powerful polyphenols to withstand the challenges from their environment. So growth from the environment, the pathogens. Um, so trees that grow in the Amazon have different challenges than the baobab tree. What, what, what amazes me about the baobab is that it, it's these giant trees that grow in the driest places where agriculture is truly challenging. And it managed to concentrate vitamin C, polyphenols, uh, is rich in prebiotic fibers, calcium, magnesium. And it just concentrated all these important nutrients and manages to thrive and, and become, I don't know, uh, giant trees. It's sort of like, for me, it's uh, these wild plants sort of like uh, open the door to a whole world that we need to preserve because there's a wisdom there that a lot of plants that are farmed have lost. Yeah. Because they've been coddled. They voilà. They're coddled. <laughs> They're coddled. And, and while we're trying to mimic it, yeah, it's truly amazing. So this, the, the, the baobab tree has opened up a world to me, to, to plants that um, are important to our environment and can impart incredible health benefits that, um, you know, there's a resilience there, a resilience that, so when it comes to, to, to these wild plants, that we are capturing that resilience in our wellness line, in our topical and, and ingestibles. So um, 
living in the modern world, living in our urban environment, what we're learning is that the microbiome uh, in the gut and the skin is not as replenished, not as diverse. And as a result, it contributes to a state of chronic inflammation, an increased state of inner oxidative processes that contribute to accelerated skin aging and so on. So for me, wild plants and their resilience are sort of the answer to, to replenish what we've lost living in our modern environment. Yeah. So- it's an interesting parallel to, I mean, Erica, you're probably going to go here too, but it is an interesting parallel to, to at least how I think about functional mushrooms, right? And just sort mm-hmm. of like this, um, or really anything that's just being cultivated, you know, being farmed. At, you're, you're capturing that, that like strength or resilience, as you put it, when we think about like adaptogens. Yeah. I was going to go yeah. there, but I was also going to ask if you can... Um, share more specifically some of the the specific health benefits as they pertain to digestive health as well as topical because it is interesting that you know similar to mushrooms um, this is the type of product and plant that has kind of multiple uses it's not just something you consume it's something you can put easily on your skin as well as into your system there are you know a handful of plants that do that um, but it is always interesting so if you can explain a bit more every um yeah, I mean, at Kaibi, we like to describe it as rewilding the microbiome inside and out. Plants and, and different, uh, the citrus family and the, and the mushroom family and the, the, the brassica family, they all impart incredible polyphenols that have incredible health benefits. So mushrooms as well, the polysaccharides have powerful immune enhancing benefits. So uh, yeah, I mean, the, the world, nature has um, fascinating phytonutrients out there that we can no longer ignore. They're very powerful. So what are some of the products? What are some of your favorite products that you're, that you're offering, that you're using, and, and how do we use them? So, we, we, so I mean, we're, we've added more plants now since we've journeyed into the wild. So we, have, uh, we started with the pure baobab because we wanted to, the world to, to learn about this amazing ingredient. So Kaibe supplies it as an ingredient to the food and beverage industry, to people who could have a, a larger voice. We also supply it to the cosmetic industry because we wanted to make the impact that we promised our communities that we would make uh, for them. And uh, meanwhile, Kaibe, the Kaibe wellness line um, has gradually evolved. We have a wonderful face oil that captures the benefits of baobab oil. So the baobab is, again, a very stable oil, rich in antioxidants, uh, very balanced in fatty acids. It's a very highly moisturizing oil that that absorbs very well. We've blended it in a beautiful, we have it pure um, for people who prefer the raw product, but then we've integrated it into a a face oil that captures the benefits of cacai. Uh, Cacai is, uh, we partnered with a group in the Colombian Amazon who has the same mission we have, preserving, preventing the loss of trees to deforestation by revaluing the fruits of these trees. Uh, We work with a group in Colombia that harvests cacai. And we work with the seaweed mamas in Zanzibar who grow seaweed. And their industry became undervalued and sort of uh, left them with a very minimal source of income. So now Kaibe is sourcing the seaweed from them to capture the benefits of Kappa Ficus in our products. So our first product, our face oil, uh, captures the benefits as, as with these core three lost crops. We have a, a microbiome mist. So what we're learning is that these wild plants and their poor... So the what happens with polyphenols and polysaccharides, they interact with probiotics on the skin and in the gut. And they form a, a, a powerful synergy that supports our immune system from within to protect our collagen, to improve skin health, to improve immunity. And it's fascinating to see how how baobab and mushrooms um, have that potential to interact with our our inner biome. Um, And then we uh, have uh, our gut skin resilience, which is a a dietary nutri-cosmetic, a supplement that benefits the gut microbiome, the gut barrier, and the skin barrier. 
And uh, so uh, an interesting story I want to share with you too. Uh, uh, Right before COVID, we were in uh, more in the rain belt in the forest in Ghana. I had been researching this plant called Alamblakia. And Alamblakia is a tree that was also getting lost to deforestation. Uh, It produces a beautiful uh, plant butter that's edible. It would be a great replacement. Plant butter? Yeah. So it's just like shea butter. Uh, this plant produces actually an edible butter um, that uh, can be found in Europe in certain margarines. But this is also a beautiful uh, skincare topical. So we traveled deep into the forest to um, to find this tree, and uh, it grows in in a region where I mean people neglect it. So we started uh, initiated a harvest last year. And uh, our first products are coming out this summer. It captures the benefits of Alamblakia, joined with the beautiful Baobab. So what we're doing is we're trying to capture the benefits of these plants in in numerous products, numerous products that can re-energize, rewild our health inside and out. Is the idea, again, just going to draw the parallel, because as you know, we're obviously doing some stuff with functional mushrooms, and our goal is to create enough product optionality that even if you're only using one, you're still getting the benefits because, you know, if you don't like cold brew coffee, then you can have a chocolate bar. And if you don't like chocolate, then et cetera. Is, so our goal is like, however you do it, even if you only use one product, you're still getting enough of what you need in that dosage. Is, is, does the same hold true for this family of products or do you need to be using multiples? Well, the, at the core, I mean, as a naturopath, the gut is the core. So I feel that at the core, Part of your daily regimen needs to address the gut because that then radiates into all areas of your system. And for our for Kaibe, um, what I wanted to want to introduce is that as part of your skincare, there has to be an adjustable. So an inside and out. It's not just using something on top of your face and and hoping that it's going to look good tomorrow. It's something that it's the way you live. And whether it comes to drinks or through bars or it's just the way you you um, adopt these functional ingredients into your life that address, I would say, in, from the gut to all different regions, um, whether it's the brain, the skin, the cardiovascular system. You know what's amazing about all these plants is that they have, uh, I think the right word is pleiotropic, is it has, uh, is, it has a multitude of benefits. I mean, you could take a mushroom, you can take, I mean, look at baobab, you know, you, you stabilize blood sugar and you promote the growth of healthy organisms in the gut. So, uh, so yes, my answer is yes. The goal is to make uh, what you use functional and promoting healthful living. Well, I'm interested in, in I think just from a, a marketing standpoint, and, you know, you're bringing this sort of, you know, quote unquote, superfood to the West and you're introducing it to a culture that, I mean, how it took us like a decade to, to even figure out how to pronounce quinoa, let alone understand its benefits, right? So I'm just curious because I, I feel like Westerners are so, for the most part, like, especially when talking about functional mushrooms or adaptogens, like we're so slow. Um, we're like the last people in the world to kind of like realize this. But when you start to describe these super powerful foods, as you said, that have that just kind of like check all of these boxes. It's like your gut health stabilizes blood sugar. The list just goes like on and on. And it's really, really difficult, I think, for for Westerners at least, especially in this tornado of, you know, we're just like constantly bombarded with mm-hmm. language around superfoods and like everything is a cure-all and like, you know, SIE is going to do this and pomegranate is going to make you never have a heart attack. So it's it's very confusing. And I think when you're truly presented with, you know, you're authentically like being shown this authentic plant that, or, or mushroom or fungus, whatever it is that can check um, so many boxes. It's like, how do, you, how do you effectively communicate that in a way that doesn't sound like you are just, it's almost like it's too good to be true. Like sometimes when we rattle off the benefits of functional mushrooms, like even to ourselves as we listen to, we're just like, this. it sounds like we're selling snake oil here because we've just listed like anti-cancer, anti-tumor, anti-whatever. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that there's a ton of 
science, you know, to back up all of these claims. Um, but the problem is that the audience is just so, uh, I, I mean, just kind Saturated, of bombarded. I know. So yeah. I mean, for, for me, uh, the rewilding the microbiome is one, people want to go back to nature. People want to understand what, what nature can do for us. And, and for me, the microbiome is, is not only on trend, but also it's the, the outer layer of our gut and our skin that is important to address before anything else. So I mean, why is it anti-carcinogenic? Why is it benefits cardiovascular disease? I think it all comes back to um, how these nutrients are being processed and used. And for me, the gut is at the core. So I always go back to the gut. And then ultimately, I get to the cancer. I get to the heart. I mean, I think those are beneficial outcomes from why we eat this. And I mean, yeah, Baobab has been... Now, we've been at this now for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So to get that message out there is hard. I mean, you know, educate, educate, educate. You need a big voice that can that's, that's really excited about what you do. And uh, the authenticity that you bring. I mean, I feel we're, we're a company with high integrity and authenticity. And as a result, we've connected with amazing people on the journey. Yeah, I think it's one as the, the, the store of, Get messages here, <laughs> and it's it's the authenticity. I mean, we we describe ourselves as a Patagonia for health and beauty uh, because they know what Patagonia means, and it's just to get that message out over and over and over. One, it's challenging doing it correctly, the transparency, and then getting the right message out on this one ingredient. And uh, I feel like there has to be a core, like you say, all these all these benefits. I think there's a reason why it has all these benefits and it comes back to, to, the, to the gut for me. That makes sense, yeah. Because that what happens is that the polyphenols and the, and the probiotics and the prebiotic fiber, they, that cocktail triggers these powerful metabolites that just affect our immune system in a way that benefit our whole physiology. And the skin, for me, is sort of like a window into what's going on on the inside. You know, if your skin, your skin's going to look naturally beautiful and glowing and radiant when things on the inside communicate and talk better. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, how can I make that message succinct? Yeah, it's, 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 it's an ongoing challenge. Yeah. Well, I was actually, that was kind of the direction I was going to go, but I was going to ask it more from the consumer point of view. So maybe yeah. we cover the full 360 because certainly from you know, a brand perspective and marketing point of view, we want to make sure that we're telling an authentic story. I say we, meaning, you know, any of us that are in this business, we want to tell an authentic story. We want to make sure that our, our product is actually backed by science and not bullshit, which unfortunately yeah. is a little too easy these days. Yeah, but, a little of that out there. Yeah. But from a consumer's point of view and, you know, from the, say, the cynic consumer's point of view, it's like, Every day we're learning about a new superfood, whether we're actually absorbing the information or not, whether we're actually even interested or not. It feels like there's sort of always something new that we're being, you know, recommended or suggested to incorporate. So, you know, it's it's I'm curious because you have this unique position of being both, you know, a founder and therefore a, a salesperson to some degree, but also a doctor. So, I mean, what what would you say that that is, allows you to, to reconcile both of those sides just to that kind of, from the consumer experience, this overwhelming onslaught of, you know, information and superfoods, even if it's all, you know, all of the legit information, like how are we ever supposed to, how are we supposed to make time to like, remember to like pick up our kids from school if we're just so busy keeping track of like the 47,000 supplements that we're supposed to be consuming every day? Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes from somebody in the field, uh, I mean, having a doctor's on board that hopefully come from that from that place to want to help people and to gain it, to send it in a very simple message, simplicity. Yeah, it's hard. We're bombarded with a lot of information. So uh, for us, for me, I find that one, keep it simple and two, share with them how it's going to benefit you know, you see all these products saying sleep or metabolism or this or that. That's that's about all they can handle these days is that one specific word. And then I think if they want to look deeper, then they can look deeper and learn more about what are these ingredients that help me sleep. 
I, I don't really think people want to know about lines main or about you know or 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 about you know the plant in specific. I think that's I think they want to know that what you've created is going to help them have more energy, have them better sleep, have them yeah. be more beautiful. And and then the next level, I think, is the the story. I mean, I think the consumer wants to know are these people, you know, who are these people? What's their mission? And are they really making a difference? So I think it's kind of like, what is that for me? And those are kind of the, the deeper steps. And I think when people, I mean, I, I think if you're really truthful, I think people, they feel that. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's constant education. Yeah, And, and having people on, on your team that I think is, um, that have, you know, a solid background that can share a story that correctly. Um, we're uh, we're speaking of having like a laundry list of benefits that you know you you don't you don't really feel immediately, right? Like uh, we were talking that you know saying that maybe we should just on the back of our label on our product we should just put like Google it, you know? I mean, because it's just too yeah, totally too calm. It's just too complicated. It's like if you really want to know, if you really want to go down that path and understand the science and literally like there's not enough room on the back of this can to list the many benefits of, yeah. you know, what, what's inside of it. So literally just Google it. But the other thing, you know, I, I just wanted to sort of underscore as we're talking about it is when we're, we're t- you know, presenting something like this to Westerners or who pretty much anyone at this point, but you know, again, these aren't these aren't benefits that you're going to feel immediately, right? Like you're not gonna, you're not. I'm not gonna take this powder or this supplement or in whatever form I take it, mm. and ten minutes later say, "Wow, I feel like I can run a marathon," or like, "Look at my skin is glowing." I mean, so much of the heavy lifting around this educating is about switching the mindset of people and making them understand that this is really about prevention, right? Like we have to get into a preventative state of mind. Yeah. I mean, it's about living this way because if you see how we've been living with what we're eating now, the processed foods, it's destroying our soil. It's, it's, it's packaged in products that destroy our planet. So, and, and look at the diseases that parallel this. I mean, we have chronic illnesses, chronic inflammation, it's a parallel between how we treat ourselves and how we treat the planet. And there's a big movement and I feel people are realizing that adopting ways of living uh, with nutrients that are actually grown in ways that benefit our planet. And I think the consumer, that's what they want. They, they, they want to, there's a need for connection while it's going to be a certain targeted group that we are focusing on, you know, just like people that, you know, buy a Patagonia coat because they know there's a strong background for our environmental commitment to them. I, I just see that um, uh, there's a trend that people want to live integrating things that really support their wellness. And, um, and so far, we haven't done that. And I'm just seeing that there, we all know that that's a huge trend. And I think that's what drives all of us to make great products that support them in, in what they want to achieve. That makes sense. Yeah, very well said. So, what has been the response from the community where the trees are coming from? Are they, I mean, are they like using the products themselves now, and are there are there still going back to their original recipes, or are there is there something to be taken from from the new the, the new design? I mean, what do you mean the people I work with in Africa in Ghana? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, last last time we went. Um, Okay, um, I'm getting the message that I have to share about the impact report. Um, like, first of all, I want to say Kai Bay means hello, how are you? Are you well? That was the greeting. They're excited. I love that. Very exciting greeting that I got the first time I drove up to the first community. Our visit last year, right before COVID started, after traveling through the rainforest, we traveled up to the communities where the baobabs grow. Uh, we did an impact report, and that's Tom's specialty. He did an impact assessment. To, to see what we've achieved over nine years. Initially, when we met with the communities, we, we asked them, what is it that you would like, what you would like to see out of this relationship? And they say, we want to have greater access to healthcare and education. And after working with uh, communities for nine years, and Tom did the assessment, uh, Baobab 
harvest during the dry season is now the largest source of income for the communities that we work with. So for me, that was above and beyond rewarding to see that an ingredient, a lost crop, a natural resource that's been growing among their communities is now the largest source of income uh, annually to, to, to make that kind of impact and difference is hugely uh, rewarding. So I think that is the difference for my for our communities, and I mean I'm I talk with them every single day. I have a a, a great can I share a great story that I'm really proud of. Absolutely. Um, so the, the the first time we went to Ghana, Tom and I, we met this young man. His name Sule, and he was working in uh, for this individual that we initially connected with. He was uh, seriously underpaid, hard worker, spoke, speaks English, Hausa and Kusal, incredibly motivated. It came to the point where we actually started his company. We founded his company with, uh, for him in Ghana. And he is now managing uh, uh, our, the harvest for Kaibe and running the processing center. And uh, he's responsible to preserve all the right practices for organic certification. And one thing I'm really excited about, last year he emailed me or he, yeah, and he said, look, I got my MBA. So through, through uh, Kai Bay's support, we've not only helped build people's, ac- improve people's access to education and healthcare, we were able to support Sule in improving his life, advancing his education, extremely committed to, to working with communities and helping us grow. And um, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, for me, it's been very rewarding. Now the, the blacksmiths, like for example, we were going to build machine, uh, I was going to purchase these expensive processing machines in, uh, in England. And uh, Sully was like, Luke, why don't you send me the pictures? So I sent him the pictures and he went to local engineers and they built them themselves. So now the local engineers got added income. Then the harvesters, the blacksmiths, uh, originally the fruit was being harvested purely with large, tall sticks, long sticks. The, now the blacksmiths started developing tools to improve their efficiency harvesting the tree. And uh, so I just to see the, um, the numerous effects that starting Kaibe and this poor region is making is, was, is incredibly rewarding for me. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive uh, ripple effect, I think. Ripple effect. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, word. The word. I think, yeah, and the video is beautiful. I mean, the um, just the picture of them sort of like pulling down the, the pods yeah. with the stick. and. Well, they uh, still pull it down that way, but they no longer process it that way. Uh, yeah. we, we now have mul- multiple machines that uh, process it. And um, so, you know, there's one machine. that So these pods have little uh, tiny... Um, hairs on it that little spikes so we have a machine that cleans them and we have a machine that cracks them and then it gets uh roughly milled and then it comes to the u.s it goes to a gmp certified facility that's organic and kosher and non-gmo project verified and it's uh, further processed and milled to spec so it meets the 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 requirements for the food beverage and cosmetic industry where are you located right now santa barbara you're in Santa Barbara. Oh, it sounds so nice right now. I know, so jealous. <laughs> and uh, and how often do you go? Do you go Once back? Once a year. Once a year. I can't wait to go back. During the harvest. Well, the harvest going on right now. Oh, okay. So it's it's finishing right now. The the harvest is done, and um, they're finishing up the processing, uh, and then it is, it's being shipped for probably end April, and. You want me to tell him another story? Okay, I'll share you another story. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the way I found Tom, so okay, I'm a doctor. I, I work with patients every single day. You know, I fall in love with this giant tree. I'm drawn to go to Africa. Never been to Africa. Um, my family is in the natural products industry in Europe. My father had a connection in Ghana. That's how we ended up there. And uh, but I had no way to go there, and they've never harvested the tree. And um, so one day I was like, how am I going to go to Africa? How am I going to figure this out? You've seen it in the video. I, one day I just plugged in Santa Barbara, Africa, and Tom's name pops up. He ends up living in Montecito, like 10-minute drive from my home. And he's uh, an expert that works for USAID and sp- 
spends half the year in Africa working at community development and works with refugees and in post-conflict regions. As a kid, he spent time in Africa with his dad, an Africa uh, art historian, and he just loves the baobab tree. And, and just that was the instant connection between Tom and I and bringing together expertises from two completely, two completely different backgrounds. But now that synergy is really making a great impact. So yeah, that was kind of an, an exciting story that I want to share with you. Yeah. Sounds but like it, it was meant to be. In, yeah, something's guiding us. I'm not sure. Uh, not to be too esoteric. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's plenty of plants out there and I, I'm going to keep continue studying. I mean, I study these plants. I study uh, first their nutrition and the chemical benefits. And then I look at how they, uh, where they grow, how they grow and how they could make an impact if they have no, if there's no active harvest for them. Yeah. Maybe there's a little collaboration with some functional mushrooms so, in our future. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I love plants. So, I mean, I, any plant will <laughs> I want to work with. The, the, but I, I feel like also uh, cons- not only do consumers want to live well and, and, and integrate products um, that support that, but I think um, Kaibe also offers consumers to be active participants in preserving biodiversity. In um, saving trees. And, you know, our, our diet has been reduced to, I forgot how many foods, like four or five. Yeah, <laughs> that's some like staggering and, statistics and, from the tens of thousands down to like less than a hundred. Yeah. I mean, if you want to save this world, if you want to uh, make a difference, you say, oh, we're being bombarded by all these different ingredients. I think if a consumer knows that this company provides you an opportunity to be an active participant in, in preserving the planet with the foods they eat. I think that's where, it's, that we're, where, we, are, where we have to move to. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. so removed from our food source. Like we, yeah. you know, our food, basically our, our food comes from Amazon. Like, I don't know who planted it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it was called. Like Jeff Bezos planted your Jeff, food. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is out there somewhere with like a rake, like a hoe. <laughs> He's like farming shit for everybody. You know, Um, one of my favorite things to do is I love going to to schools and I've taught little kids and brought my my pods and my and I've gone to to, uh, high schoolers and and just shared the story. And um, I was really impressed that uh, some of the classes I was participated in and how they were talking about the food and the climate change and 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 those are all things that I never learned growing up. And I think kids need to to really uh, learn where their food comes from and how their use makes a difference. Yeah, agreed. Maybe just in California, but you know, uh, I hope it spreads throughout the world. Yeah, it's important. Are you veg? Do you eat meat? I'm just curious. Very, 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 very little. I I would say uh, my diet's probably like a Mediterranean diet. Um, I love fish and I'll have fish here and there. But since I think um, over time, gradually less and less and less and less. Uh, we maybe, I mean, I tried eating meat last week and it it just doesn't appeal. It's no longer appealing to me. So uh, I would say we're probably 80% plant, 20% cheese, cheese and fish. <laughs> Um, that sounds like about, that's the right ratio for me. <laughs> and but that's about it. We try to eat very clean. Yeah, I think that's just important that we eat more that way. Yeah, and, I don't know. Mushroom, and mushrooms in there too. No, of course, <laughs> got to get the other kingdoms involved. Oh yeah, yeah. all the kingdoms have to be in there. <laughs> um, send you some goods. Yeah, we should. We'll send you some stuff for sure. But you have you have how many products now? Right now, we have a line of um, beverages. So, you know, we have lattes and black coffee, and they basically deliver about 2,000 milligrams of uh, functional mushrooms per can. Okay. Um, And then we've got some other product lines in the hopper. So we've got a chocolate bar um, that we're expanding that line, uh, which is 
so delicious. And they're different. It's very function forward. So the different combinations of mushrooms that do sort of different things. And then I've uh, got some ground coffee for your house if you want. Just your little electric drip coffee maker coming out and some other things that we're excited about. So we're trying, I mean, you know, it's it, again, as we were saying earlier, it's it's really, we're trying to uh, find the the things that people are already doing every day and, and um, just enhancing their habits. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's probably a, probably a great way to find, you know, if people already use certain products, why not enhance them? Why not improve them? Yeah. And, uh, and then um, introduce them to a whole new world of ingredients. But um, I think baobab would fit nicely with mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> if we'll have a kingdom. It's like a marriage. A kingdom of- bar. That'd be great. A queendom bar. A queendom bar. Yes. yes. Okay. Thanks, Barbara. A him and her bar. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, and this is super exciting information. Um, I'm very curious and eager to try these products. Congratulations on your business. This is, you yeah. know, it's, it's, you're really doing incredible things, both for the community as well as for everybody else who's going to reap the benefits of your product. Everyone else is we're, not, we're not doing it the easy way, but we'll get there. No. Yeah. We're generally learning things the hard way in this business that these days. Easy. Great. Well, it was awesome talking with you. Yeah. And, you too. Um, Thank you so much. We really want to learn more about your products and we'll send you some of ours. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at hgwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.